and welcome to Season 2 of Check Your Beer. My name is Amy Todd, I'm the owner of Zymology Labs, and I help brewers make better beer through analytical testing, consulting, and training. This season, I'm interviewing folks who work in beer quality positions. We'll learn how they got into beer, what their day-to-day looks like, how they grew their quality programs, challenges they faced, advice for brewers looking to start a quality program, the best part of their jobs, and much, much more. I hope this podcast motivates you and gives you ideas about where to start and how you can improve your own quality program. Let's take a listen to our first guest. All right, welcome everyone. Today I am talking with Ellen, who works at Switchback Brewing Company in Burlington, Vermont. So Ellen, why don't you tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Switchback and how you got into the beer industry. Yeah, so I've been at Switchback for a little over five years now. Uh, I actually started at Switchback right out of college, um, and I have a degree in biology from Northeastern University. Well, how did you, did you specifically get out of college looking to work in a brewery, or did it just happen that way? Uh, so Northeastern has a uh, internship program. We do co-op programs, so it's like a six-month period where you work at different places. And so I had actually applied to switch back, seeing if they were looking for any interns. Um, and they said they weren't looking for an intern, but they were looking for a full-time laboratory technician. Oh, perfect. So I actually finished college um, a semester early, so I could start the job in industry. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So did you have to do a lot of kind of learning on the job when you started there? Or? Yeah, definitely. I, I knew, you know, I had my biology background, but I didn't really know very much at all about uh, the brewing industry. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot to learn. Yeah. So the lab was already set up, right, when you started? Yeah. Yeah. So one of our brewers had been doing most of the lab work when I started, and I took over for him. Were there any resources that you found helpful for just kind of yeah. getting things going? And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, um, you know, my coworkers were super useful. Um, even though one of the brewers had been doing most of the laboratory work, there were a couple other people in the brewery who were trained in the lab and had, you know, some scientific background. Um, and the brewer who had been working in the lab uh, also trained me. Uh, when I first started. Uh, I also have used, you know, I read some books, um, used some online resources like the ASBC's website, their methods of analysis were super useful, um, all those things. Talk to some other lab techs. Yeah, I love the ASBC. That's definitely a place that I recommend people get started. Yeah, they're really great. So what kind of changes have you made? You've said you've been there for five years. How, you know, the brewery has definitely grown since then. And Yeah, it has changed. Uh, so when I first started, we didn't have any sort of product protection. And I do a lot of plating. So I mix agars and um, plate samples on those agars. Uh, I use a bunch of different differential agars. And that sort of lets me know if there's any bacteria or wild yeast. Um, in the beer that shouldn't be there. Uh, And so when I started, we were getting a lot of false positives. So one of my initial focuses was to um, improve the accuracy of the lab. So one of the things we purchased almost right off the bat was a clean bench. 
that's been really, really useful, I would say, for our microbial testing. It's right up there with the autoclave uh, in terms of how important it is to me. Uh, so it filters the air, and I have a particulate-free workspace to do my plating, and uh, you know that that has really, really helped me and makes me much more confident in my results than if I'm just you know plating in the open. Mm -hmm. And the clean bench, it wasn't super expensive in terms of brewery purchases, um, but it's very, very easy to use. So it's just been a great addition to the lab. That was one of the biggest changes we made. Uh, we've made some smaller changes to, you know, our the agars we use, um, plating protocols, all those sort of things, sampling protocols. So those are little changes, but they add up over time. Yeah. Well, so just going back, clean bench. That's the same as a hood, yeah. right? Or is so it a bit the clean bench provides product protection, but mm -hmm. um, not any sort of user protection. Okay. Yep. So like a the laminar flow yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what types of media do you use? That's always something that I get really curious uh, yeah. about. <laughs> so I use five different um, augers right now. Uh, Wallerstein Lab Media, uh, Linz Kubrick Sulfate Media, Demand Rogosa and Sharp Media, uh, Schwartz Differential Auger, um, NBB, the Noctive Furs Bacteria. Um, we were using a broth with that, and we actually just switched um, to an agar just because I'm having a little trouble getting the broth in right now. Um, mm. But hopefully that'll become available again and we can switch back. So that's kind of what I use. And then I have a couple other ones. Like we have HLP. Um, we were using it until recently, but I switched um, the agars around a little bit because of, uh, you know, HLP is a little dangerous to use uh, without a fume hood. Um, but we do have it, so if I ever did get a bacterial hit, I could use it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for those who might be starting out a microprogram yeah. in their brewery, how did you kind of decide which types of media to use? Um, so when I started, they were already using a few augers, so I was able to sort of build on that. Um, you know, I read a bunch of different sampling protocols and recommendations. Uh, but you can also just sort of think about it. So you want to create a safety net to catch issues as before, you know, they become big problems at the brewery. So we sample uh, from the point when the beer is brewed uh, all the way through packaging. And so you have to sort of think about, okay, what am I concerned about uh, with the wort? What are my main concerns with the fermenters, you know? And uh, you can build your, your protocol around that. So, you know, with the wart, um, you you have your aeration. You want to be, you know, maybe plating um, aerobically. Uh, when you get to the bottles, you're maybe more worried about your anaerobic plates. So those sort of things. And uh, we check for, you know, uh, wild yeast, uh, bacteria. Um, you want to think about which plates are going to grow up you know, brewer's yeast, how you might prevent that if you don't want it growing up, all those sorts of things. Yeah. But there are some really great resources that provide it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, so we talked a bit about micro. So what does a day in the lab look like? What are kind of, you know, I'm sure every day is different, but, you know, maybe kind of give us like a some of your daily things and some of your weekly tasks. Yeah. So um, day to day, one of my biggest tasks, 
is taking those samples, um, plating them on the agars. The agars have to be, you know, mixed with water. They come as a powder, um, autoclaved, poured into petri dishes. Um, the, you know, samples have to be plated on the petri dishes. Those have to be incubated. Um, and after they've been incubated for three to five days, depending on the plate, I'll take a look at them, um, see if there's any growth, and record uh, the results of that um, in our database. Uh, we also package almost every day at this point, and so we check the CO2, um, dissolved oxygen, and uh, headspace air of everything we package. Uh, so that, when I first started, I ran those checks every time we packaged, but now because we're packaging every single day and we're sometimes kegging and canning or bottling, you know, at the same time, uh, so that sort of shifted to the production crew, but they do record all their numbers in a spreadsheet and then I will uh, check that spreadsheet and talk to them if I see anything I think is out of the normal. Um, so I check in with that. Uh, about once a week, at least, we do sort of a water test. So I will, we are on the Burlington City water, and I will check our water for chlorine. Uh, the Burlington City water is chlorinated, but you don't really want that in your brew. So we have water filters, and I check to make sure those are working properly. Um, and I also check our unfiltered water just to make sure that's properly chlorinated. Mm -hmm. We've seen that the chlorine levels will shift depending on, you know, if you get heavy rains or if there's road work nearby, um, if it's really, really hot out, all those things can affect the, the chlorine. Yeah. Um, and what do you do for quality reporting? Is there, you send out weekly updates or kind of if there's a, an issue you let someone know or? Yeah, so we're actually working right now on changing the way we do our recording. Um, I used to record all of my data in Excel, which is a spreadsheet. So it's a great way to sort of have a record that you did something, but it's not great for you know sharing with the rest mm -hmm. of the brewery or for uh, you know asking questions of your data or doing any sort of processing beyond just being like, okay, here's my record that I did this. So we've started um, an access database, which is what our shipping and receiving department currently uses. So hopefully that'll let me use the data a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, we're also, um, we have a SharePoint for the brewery. So I recently started a, a SharePoint document where people can record issues they've had with you know anything they think might be a quality uh, control concern and I can check on that and then I can use that to go and, and run extra tests on um, whatever they're worried about. Um, and I also have been recording my data there so that people uh, can check in and see what's going on in the lab. If they have you know, a sample they took, they can check in and see, okay, did that go through fine? Uh, was everything normal? So hopefully that'll add a little bit more transparency to what we're doing in the lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted to in you know past lab positions uh yeah. have more of a communication with everyone else it's you know hard when yeah. you're just always coming to people with problems and <laughs> you want to yeah. be sharing you know the good stuff too yeah uh what's your favorite part about working in the lab so i'm the only lab technician at Swiss back and i really like that i can set my own schedule mm -hmm. i can 
choose my own priorities. I can sort of decide where I want to go with the lab. That's been really, really great. Um, I also think we have a really good team at Switchback. And this might be sort of a side note, but uh, we are the first brewery to be employee-owned in Vermont. Um, and I was at the brewery when we became employee-owned, okay. uh, which was pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, that means that, uh, you know, any success of the company has like a direct positive effect on the employees, which is pretty cool. And I think mm -hmm. that helps to foster a good culture at Switchback. So Definitely. that's been also sort of a fun place about working, a fun thing about working for Switchback in particular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is your least favorite part about working in the lab? Oh gosh. I, uh. So we pull beer samples from every single run we do, mm -hmm. um, and we store them both warm and cold. And then once a month, I will go through and check the CO2 of all those bottles and cans and see if it's going up or down, mm -hmm. um, you know, make sure everything tastes okay, and then shift it over. And it just takes a really long time. It's not my favorite task. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's been my sort of my least favorite task to do. Yeah. Sounds like a great <laughs> check, though. I know a lot of places have caught things that uh, show up later, but yeah, I yeah. can see how that wouldn't be fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any future plans for the lab? Like things you want to implement? Yeah. Uh, so we're actually um, going to be moving the lab. We're designing a new lab space right now. Okay. And when we move the lab, that should allow me to have a fully vented fume hood, mm -hmm. which is going to be a huge change for our lab. Yeah. Um, like I said, we have right now we have our clean bench, but mm -hmm. we don't have anything that provides user protection. And mm -hmm. that limits the number of chemicals I can work with safely. So I'm really excited to be able to work with a uh, wider variety of chemicals um, and feel safe about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully we'll be able to add things you know, down the road like IBU testing um, that we don't have right now. Although it's been very nice to have zymology <laughs> around the corner from us. Um, yeah. Nice to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We talked about some resources already. Um, so let's get into kind of, you know, again, for people who are maybe starting a lab or, um, you know, just thinking about kind of paying more attention to quality control in their brewery. What is, what's something that you wish that brewers knew about quality control? One thing to sort of understand about quality control is that it's going on, you know, all over the brewery. So it, um, you know, it's happening across every department. The lab is sort of a safety net. Um, it's good to have a lab to catch issues when they arise. You know, if any mistakes are made, the lab will be there. But uh, the quality control is happening in all the cleaning everyone is do mm -hmm. doing, you know, everything they're doing to maintain the quality of the product. So it's definitely a team effort. Yeah. And what is one piece of advice you would give to a brewer or someone starting a lab? Uh, so figure out what you want to do with your data mm -hmm. right off the bat. I wish I had done that. Mm -hmm. um, shifting our data now has been a bit of a process. And also every time you are recording something online or starting a new program, it just takes a little while for everyone to learn about it and to use it effectively. 
Uh, so I think that would have been a great thing to do right off the bat when I was hired. Uh, also, I would recommend always having a positive and a negative control sample. It's sort of a basic thing, but it will let you know if your tests are working mm -hmm. uh, correctly. So anything you do, just you know, double check that it's working effectively. Um, and also, if you do have a problem, you should just know who to report the problem to and how to follow up to make sure it was resolved. What's been your biggest challenge in the lab? Uh, so with the kind of lab work we do using the augers, uh, I think my biggest challenge is time. Mm -hmm. It You want to be able to respond to issues in real time that are happening in the brewery and because I have to plate every sample for three to five days, I'm always a little bit behind. Uh, I know that there are you know, more rapid tests available, like the ATP swabs or PCR. Um, we might look into those in the future, but right now for the size we are, the augers are working very well. I think they do have provide a good safety net for us. Uh, they're effective and I can use them in a bunch of different ways, so that's been great, but they are kind of a slow test. Yeah. They're always working against time. All right, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. All right. What's your favorite part about working for Switchback? Oh, I do really like just the people and, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's just great there. It's, um, just a fun place to work. Cool. Yeah. All right, and where can listeners find more about Switchback? Uh, so we have uh, Instagram, at Switchback Brewery. Um, you can check out our website. Um, we have a blog there as well. So, um, we've done a couple lab research projects that you can check out on our blog that are sort of fun. Um, yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Alan. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're looking for more quality tips, check out Season 1 of Check Your Beer, where I'm joined by Julie Smith of Lawson's Finest Liquids. Also check out ZymologyLabs.com for more resources and blog posts.